0: Welcome to the Meditation Conversation. I am your host, Michael Massey, <laughs> filling in for Kara Goodwin on this auspicious occasion. And uh, today uh, is the 100th episode of the Meditation Conversation. Woohoo! And as such, we have a very special guest with us here today. <laughs> yes, to. Celebrate this this momentous occasion, and uh, that would be Kara Goodwin is with us today. <laughs> Kara, Hello. welcome to the show.
1: Oh, thank you for having me. <laughs>
0: what a pleasure! What a joy!
1: Oh, it's my pleasure. <laughs> uh,
0: today it is. We're recording this on three uh, three, March third, three three, twenty 2021. And we just started at 3.33 p.m.
1: Very divine.
0: Yes. And uh, um, so, um, how does it feel, Kara, to have reached this milestone, this century mark in the meditation conversation?
1: It feels awesome. I'm really excited. And uh, and it's gone really quickly. It's... Um, I, I guess Alessandra and I started it in twenty eighteen. I guess
0: November twenty
1: eighteen. Yeah, oh, you've done your research. Uh, All yes, right. Yeah. Yes. So it, in some ways, it feels like that was three episodes ago, <laughs> and in others, it feels like a hundred. So.
0: <laughs> well, it, it is. It is indeed a hundred. Um, and in fact, okay, so in, uh, November, you'd begin in November Mm -hmm. 20 or 2018. Um, and it was, uh, the, the very first podcast you did was an introduction to Alessandra and Gianti. And then, uh, the second episode, you gave a little bit of background of, of where you've come from in your life and what brought you up to meditation. Mm Um, So, and if anybody wants a little bit of kind of a backgrounder on Kara, you can scroll back through the time machine to uh, episode two. Yeah. And um, then you went on to do six episodes in 2018, Uh, 26 episodes in 2019, and then 62 episodes in really? T- in 2020.
1: Oh my gosh. Wow.
0: How does that feel?
1: That's crazy. Really? There were s- how many in 20?
0: 62. You went from 62. 26 to 62. Wow. Yeah. Hmm. Hmm.
1: I was busy last year, I guess. I guess. guess.
0: <laughs> or I had nothing else to do because <laughs> yeah. we were all shut in.
1: <laughs> Me and the rest of the world. All right. <laughs>
0: And so far, this episode makes the 12th episode of 2021, and we're at 3-3, so we're really, you know, two months into the year. That's 12 episodes so mm-hmm. far. That would, if you were to keep up this pace, that would put you at 72 episodes for 2021. Wow. Wow. You think you got that in you?
1: I don't know. That makes me tired just thinking about. It.
0: <laughs> <laughs> just one at a time. <laughs> yeah. Put one foot in front of the other.
1: Am I ready for two hundred in another year's time? A little more than a year. I think. I think so.
0: Yeah. Yeah, with right. your help. Okay, so you're not. Uh, you're not ready to to just cash it in just yet, huh? No. Okay. No,
1: but you're on a good roll here. Okay. It's, it's helpful to have you. I don't know that I can stretch that far. I mean, otherwise.
0: (laughs) Now, if you were to follow this kind of slope that you got going on, going from six to 26 to 62, that would mean that you need to out mm, looks like about 144 of them this year. In order to keep your growth pattern going, you think you might be able to pull a little bit behind right now. So you got to step it up. A is bit. that
1: based on the Fibonacci yeah, sequencing or uh, no? This is
0: just basically a geometric uh, um, extrapolation. Okay. Yeah.
1: I, I don't know. That might be a stretch. That I think there's a there's a tipping point there okay.
0: then. That... we're kind of plateaus <laughs> yeah. off. Fair enough, okay, so this has been um so just a little over two years now that you've been doing this and and as uh, you had stated in uh, before that you um you had really been kind of meditating for about two years before you started this this podcast, so that yeah puts you about four years into. Your meditation practice is that
1: yeah about right? It seems that seems right. Yes. Okay. I think so maybe
0: a little bit longer. perhaps. Yeah. Okay. Um, so uh, I kind of uh, my question for you here now is um, is uh, okay. so in the last two years of doing this meditation pract- or meditation um, conversation, this podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, how has your meditation practice evolved
1: since mm. you began? That's a good question. So, yeah, because when we started, when Alessandra and I started, we were very focused on like the practical application of meditation. So there was, I think in the beginning, there was a lot more around meditation itself so
0: like things like how to breathe and uh, stuff right like
1: more of the techniques techniques. okay and I know that at that time that was more of my focus was kind of doing it right doing Mm -hmm. it correctly following technique Mm -hmm. Um, I had also started teaching I, I was already teaching by the time we started the podcast but in the early stages because I had just moved back from Italy just a Mm -hmm. few months before we started. So I was kind of just starting everything up at that time. And, um, and so I know like in my teaching, it also was very technique based, you know, that was kind of an easier way to sort of get into a new meditation practice was like, well, how do I do it? What are the practicalities of it? Um, and now it's much more intuitive. So I still have techniques that I use, especially like breathing techniques and, um, certain invocations that I use, um, to begin or prayer, you may say, or, um, but it's, it's expanded exponentially. So, um, it's much I guess it's much looser in terms of actual technique. Okay. I mean, I still, again, I still use technique. I still use like breathing techniques and things like that, but it's not so like, okay, I'm going to do this for 10 minutes and then I'm going to move on to this and I'm going to listen to this chant before I start. And there was, it was definitely much more... Regimented? Yeah, yeah, okay. before. And okay. now it's... it's. uh
0: would you say overall, it's be, is it more enjoyable? Yeah. Now? Yeah, before? it's richer. Richer. Like
1: it was, um, I think that the technique that I would, the techniques that I was so relying on was sort of ma- almost standing in the way of having a deeper experience because I was like, okay, I do this next and now I do this and I want to do it for the right amount of time. And and that was kind of a layer that was in between me and actually deepening my connection with my higher self and and so forth.
0: I know we may have talked about this on a prior podcast just in passing, but mm-hmm. um, there's a, a principle in 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 martial arts where you, you learn uh, the form first. You learn mm-hmm. form uh, from a master or from a particular school, you mm-hmm. know. And so you learn uh, form, Mm -hmm. uh, and then that form, uh, borrowed from one who's come before, um, uh, then that helps you to tap the flow. Mm. And then once you tap the flow, then you can release the form and then be adaptive into the creative flow. So form, then flow, and then once you have flow, the form is... Is still there as a tool, yeah. When you need it, but it's no longer a
1: yeah. requirement. So it's an evolution, yeah. I guess a natural yeah. Evolution. evolution, yeah. yeah.
0: Now, in, um, so that's that's a that's a really key or important kind of yeah evolution of of mm. how your practice has. Now, do you from like a, a dedication and kind of time commitment and stuff? Do you find yourself meditating, um, for longer, shorter periods of time and at the same frequency interval more often, less often, how has that has changed if at all?
1: Yeah, that's interesting too, because it does, it, it, that also evolves, right? So, um, that was another thing that, that when I started This podcast I think I was more in like I want to do x amount of time a day um, and possibly two times and kind of that duration um, was also more in the forefront of my mind now it's really about just okay as I'm doing invocations for example or prayer have I hit everything that I want to invoke and every you know everything that I want to kind of bring forth as part of my meditation? Have I hit all that? And then, again, I do like my Kriya yoga, like the breath work, and then I kind of sit in absorption for a while, but it's definitely longer. It just happens to be longer because of, I don't know why, Just, but it's kind of consistently maybe an hour in the morning or so. Okay. Um and but I'm not really aware of I'm not really aware of the duration but sometimes I know that I have to finish by a certain amount of time, so I'm not so it but like this week for instance, I've been taking an online course and I've needed more time in the morning and so i've had to shorten my meditation and that's just been interesting because i usually can go on for as long as i want and having these shorter bursts has just been noticeable it just you know for better or worse it's like oh i'm already done <laughs> you know? and it's okay it's just i don't know it kind of made me think about that today. In fact, like I wonder how long I normally go because I know I'm I'm not usually done by now, but it is what it is.
0: <laughs> it is what it is. Now, do you uh, do you have um, and, and there's no right or wrong answer to this, but do you have in your mind any like uh, where you would like your your meditation practice to g- to go or how you would like to see it evolve? further into the future
1: Mm. well what i would like is ascension and um by that point i'm not sure what would i still be meditating once i ascend i mean or am i ascended let's let's talk about this michael did i ascend already when i wasn't looking just no don't just feel free you can speak freely uh, he's nodding. I'm pretty sure he's nodding. No, Is that it? A- <laughs>
0: actually I'm reaching out to poke and see if she's still not you're still yeah. You're still here, just like the rest of us.
1: Oh man. Okay. Um well no, in seriousness, I, I don't know. I, I don't I guess I don't really have goals of like I see like
0: levitation.
1: Ooh, that'd be good. Yeah, yeah I'd like to sign up for that. For levitation. Yeah. Levitation. That'd be good. That'd be good.
0: Okay, that's um, an ambitious goal.
1: Yeah, I know, but you know, keep getting that freaking frequency higher and higher, and the body's got to keep up, right?
0: Well, they do say something about like shoot for the stars and you hit the moon.
1: Yeah, there we go. Yeah, so
0: might be something to just set your mind on. Yeah, uh, <laughs> and uh, uh, incidentally, that 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 isn't that kind of a thing. Is not actually a bad. Um, practice to pick some kind of uh, um, like a superhero trait and bring it into your meditation to focus on for instance if you're focusing on levitation in one shape form or fashion you're concentrating your focus and your tension and your energy let's say onto making your body lighter Mm. and so that may that can have all kinds of effects whether or not it actually produces a real levitation again it's it's you may you may hit the moon on your you know as you're aiming yeah. for the stars on this so um and uh like invisibility might be another one because that's actually going to bring you to let's say uh, uh new levels of transparency hmm. so you know i just just a little nugget or I thought like out that. there just kind of just popped in mind yeah. um so and certainly it could be uh It might be a way to actually bring a little more fun element into meditations.
1: Yeah, I like uh, it. Okay,
0: uh, all right. We'll have to we'll have to report back on that one after a little some putting that into practice a little bit.
1: Yeah, if you can find me, I may be transparent, (laughs) and and you
0: you won't even and and, and flying off, flying in the sky.
1: (laughs) In fact, once I'm transparent. (laughs) It, you'll have to take my word for it about whether I can levitate or not, because
0: mm-hmm. yeah. you won't be able to see. See.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: I'm levitating, I swear. I know you can't see it, but...
1: You're distracted by my transparency. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Uh-huh. <laughs> <clears throat> Might want to just, you know, employ just one of those at a time. <laughs> <clears throat> um, okay. Okay. Um, now, kind of a related question, and you had kind of said this back in uh you know in your episode number two that some of the benefits that you had received as from uh, meditation mm-hmm. uh, so you you had described it as you felt that it was ma- it made you a better uh, better parent mm-hmm. a better spouse uh, a better person um, and then uh, those are kind of general statements. Uh, you'd also mention that it was <laughs> it, it, uh, it was helping you with your favorite word. It's a P word.
1: <laughs> oh, no. Patience <laughs> came up?
0: Patience. Uh. Patience. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and particularly, you said one of the most difficult kind of challenges that you face is that getting triggered by uh, uh your kids and particularly if they're at each other
1: mm.
0: and um that the meditation was helping to bring a certain level of calmness that that um let's say uh, put a bigger pause in that mm. trigger effect so that you could um let's say m- more responsibly um, respond Respond. yeah rather than just just react so that was that was something that you mentioned yeah back then um is there anything else that you've felt um that meditation has brought to your everyday life that's been you know more in this last couple years you've, you've seen grow out
1: great question bravo michael hey man um yeah so one of the things that that alessandra gianti and i um i I keep saying alessandra is she's taken the spiritual name gianti in the course of the podcast she took that but i know when i think back to when we started i gianti comes or alessandra comes to mind but um, we made the choice when we began to kind of keep it more secular, to keep the podcast more secular and not go into spirituality so much when we started. And so, um, so I wouldn't have said in that time, and we, we kind of, we made a different choice a few episodes, after a few episodes where we were like, let's start to bring in, cause it was such a big part of our, our lives, Um, but for sure the spiritual side has been, um, a huge, huge change as far as, um, Mm. how my meditation has, has changed me and changed, uh, and how the meditation itself has adapted. Um, when I, I learned meditation from, uh, an organization called Ananda, which is based off the teachings of Paramhansa Yogananda, and um, that was after watching the documentary "Awake," which is the story of Yogananda's life. Um, and when I watched that, I was like, "Whoa! I want to learn what this guy has to tell me." And so he passed away in nineteen fifty-two, and so this he has. A, there are a couple of organizations that have his methods um and his teachings as their the basis, the foundation of their organization. Um, and I'm not so much involved uh with that organization anymore, but that was kind of the foundation of, of how I learned meditation. Um, so there's always been a spiritual element because Yogananda was a yogi and um an avatar and he, you know, he was very his methods were to connect you with your higher self and connect you with your spirit. Um, But like I said, when we began this podcast, we were like, let's not go down that road. Well, as time's gone on, it's just become more and more undeniable (laughs) as far as it being a big part of my, my life. And so it is a joy to like have that pull through in the podcast too. But from my meditation standpoint, from my practice, um, and then the, the knock-on effects in the last couple of years has just been an explosion of connection to higher consciousness, connection to source, pulling that in more and more into my non-meditating life and kind of changing the lens with which I see the world, you know, seeing things from a more expanded perspective and from like a soul level Um, and being more, much more open. And, and I guess I was about to say being more curious, I guess I've always been curious, (laughs) but, um, but just being more, more open to what I what might be that I don't know yet, you know, and realizing that there's so much that I just haven't had exposure to. And, um, and I mean, you have been a huge catalyst with that, um, of just opening the doors of possibility, you know, and, and just everything being a, um, I don't know. I mean, you were just talking about the possibility of levitating, for goodness' sake. So I don't know. <laughs> I don't know that there's much more I need to say about that. <laughs> but um, yeah, it's really. Um, I would say that's been a a big change, just an explosion in the in the divinity aspect of my life, and more coming in from a. a Mystery, you know, more, more wonder, more mystery, more possibilities, more, you know, creativity.
0: Yes. yes. Well, you know, in a it, in a sense, inevitable the um, under the you know mind body spirit, then the meditation practice, working with mind and body to still them for to hear the. To hear, I should say, or to receive the messages, however they present themselves from the spiritual yeah. body. Right. Yeah. And as such, I know this is like a, I don't, I know I was this way, and I think you were a bit this way, but I'd like to speak, ask you a little bit about a specific aspect uh, of meditation that I think is fairly common mm-hmm. and that, um, Um, Now, you've described quite frequently to me as seeing a number of different visuals, things from, you know, patterns or what are possibly entities or this or that or, Mm -hmm. you know, imagery. Um, Now... When did I that's always the that was always the th- first thing when I began my meditation practice. It's like it's just all it's all dark. It's all dark in yeah. here when I I shut my eyes and what well, do you see? Uh, I see uh I see I see the back of my eyelids.
1: <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> um and there was just like I wanna see something. Yeah. And uh, the we're so as a as a species we're so visually dominated Mm -hmm. right so seeing is believing as well so um so i remember you know and i shared with i think on my first podcast experience when i saw a single pixel of light and i was like yes (laughs) i did Did it (laughs) i see something (laughs) So um can can you recall when visuals began to enter your meditation practice about how long ago that was? And then can you speak a little bit about, about that phenomenon and what it's meant for you?
1: Yeah, that that's great. Um so what's interesting about that is that so often I will see something but it's not when I'm meditating it's when I'm about to fall asleep. Okay. So it's that time between consciousness levels where okay. you're you're moving from the conscious level into I guess the subconscious mind but or it I guess it depends but um but interestingly for the purposes of being here with you, I don't know that we've really talked about how, how that goes with, with um, how you kind of came into the podcast more and into my world more um, because I had gone to a uh, yoga seminar kind of thing with Dr. Sue Mortar. This was this was November of 2019 and it was like the very first night of this 5-day retreat or whatever but it was it was a local for me it was local so I was home um remember when people used to get together in person yeah yeah this was the back then oh, when wow. you could actually be in a room with you know, a hundred other people. Um, and so the first night I was going to sleep and I started getting these flashes of symbols, like geometries. Like I didn't know what I was seeing, but it was flash, 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 flash so fast.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: And these symbols, I still don't really know. I mean, well, I guess it was, you know, another dimension or whatever. But I had no experience with it. I didn't know what it was. And I was like, huh, what was that? (laughs) And and it was really cool. And I think Dr. Sue, you know, gives off like a really high vibe. Like I, you know, I, um, but interestingly, I think you had been on the podcast once At this point, maybe like the week before or a couple of weeks before we had recorded or something
0: recorded, but it didn't release it for it. It was a while. Yeah.
1: Which is par for the course. That's Mm -hmm. just, you know, it takes me a little while to release them. But um, so you and I had met in Sedona in October and then I had I had Sedona, which was I was only in Sedona for a day, but um, I had been to the Omega Institute which is out in New York, but it's like a, you know, that was like a weekend retreat. And then I think I had Sedona the next weekend. And then I had a Reiki, um, my first Reiki class, all of those like three weekends in a row in October. And then I had this yoga thing in November. So I had like a high concentration of high frequency kind of activating as I see it looking back, I didn't realize that. But like, as I'm looking back, I'm like, whoa, I was getting like activation after activation. Um, But anyway, so you and I and Jayanti recorded. Then I, then like a week or two later, I had this thing, but I saw um, those symbols and I didn't know what to do with it. And then you text me A couple of days later, and it was something like, uh, you you gave something like, I just felt like I needed to reach out. And that was it. And I was like, huh, maybe I'm supposed to tell you about something that happened a couple of nights ago. (laughs) I'll call you. (laughs) And so I shared that with you. And you were like, oh, that's really interesting. But you like basically knew... What you know, you were like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That makes sense. That makes sense. Um, and I don't think you gave a lot away as far as what it meant or whatever. But it was really comforting to know, like, oh, this is a thing, because I didn't even know it was a thing. It wasn't part of the tradition that I had studied. Um, and and now I can't even remember really what you what what you said specifically about that. But it really opened the door for, you you know, my interaction with you. And and so back to your original question. (laughs) That was kind of the beginning of that. And then, um, and still even now, I don't really see visuals in my meditation so much. But I still see, if I'm going to see something, more often than not, it's as I'm falling asleep. And like you said, I've seen forms. I've seen um like what i would call tapestries that take on form that take shape um i've seen faces i've seen galactic faces um like what alien faces as some people were confused when <laughs> when i've used the term galactic um i can't remember now but yeah, sometimes it's just colors. I mean, I say just colors, but kind of like colors that, like iridescent, pearlescent. Um, and usually what I say, <laughs> I tell you about them and then I go, what does it mean? <laughs> and then you make fun of me. <laughs>
0: <clears throat> okay, for those who are listening out there, this is a strong argument for um for uh taking um for uh sleeping actually falling asleep as many times as you can every day (laughs) it's that's you know gives Uh, you more chances more windows you know so this is a naps good you know but you might want to just take several little naps you know just so you can you can always have have that in between that -between that in between state yeah uh so uh I I too have uh experienced experienced that. And so mm-hmm. um so you know when I was doing in, in when I was going through all my initiations and stuff and I had, had mentioned that I would do uh somewhere between, you know, like eight to twelve hours of meditation, you know. A day a day. Yeah. And um uh, maybe about four of that. Um
1: Four hours of that
0: four yeah four hours four maybe four or five hours of that would be you know in a kind of a lotus type
1: mm-hmm.
0: meditation, and then the rest of it was that was actually mm-hmm. uh, horizontally reclined, but what I'd do is it is I would hit that in between state and but i wouldn't fall i'd keep myself from falling asleep, so I'd go mm-hmm. recline so that my whole body relaxed, just hit that in between state and just pause, yeah. and then I would just I'd not let myself fall asleep, and I would mm. just and then it was just flood, just... Mm. Sh- and this is where I would have mm, these just incredible visions. So this is also something, and I think we've been talking a little bit more about this recently, mm-hmm. about, um, about uh, uh, employing this as an actual practice yeah. or an alternative form of meditation where you let yourself be fully re, you know yeah. fully reclined fully relaxed and you just kind of opening up the screen of your mind mm-hmm. and then seeing what yeah presents itself and you really you know if you you might fall asleep and have an uh, an awesome dream but the real trick is to just stay, t- stay in that little that in between yeah. which is really um that's that that theta it's like a theta state so mm. you're in theta mhm without falling asleep that's yeah. the shaman trick
1: that's um, and that's what I've been doing more and more con- like consciously like on the weekend <sighs> for instance if I don't have to wake up you know mm-hmm. before like my cat will normally wake me up and so then I'm kind of like well I could get up or I could go into that in between time then. and um, and because so you nobody do that in the
0: morning then Is it, y- yeah, yeah but yeah.
1: usually like during the week I'm up Like I, the the alarm wakes me up so because I have to get up so early. But, um, but I, I've been utilizing it because the rest of the house is asleep. So if I wake up, then I'm kind of taking the risk that everybody's sort of going to have to wake up. Um, But I'm like, oh, I could do that thing that happens, you know, before I fall asleep. I can kind of invoke that and not and not fall asleep, but kind of get exactly what you're saying. Um, And I have found some interesting like sensations and and, like rhythms with that or like pulsations. That's another thing that I've seen. I think you called them like light ribbons or light banners. I think I called it a ribbon, light banners and things where.
0: No, you called it a banner. I called it a
1: ribbon. Oh, okay, Yeah. Yeah. So um, where it's just, you know, light kind of rhythmically Flickering in and like things, that, light that's kind of descending down continuously and rhythm, rhythmically. And so, yeah, that's been really cool.
0: Um, all right. So, now in terms of um, you did, it uh, was on along about episode 53. Okay, it was mm-hmm. actually episode 53 that um uh where uh, uh you had to say goodbye to your to your partner there, yeah. uh, Alessandra, Jayanti. Uh, and um she was um pulling her bandwidth, you know, and focus and she had some other initiatives and stuff that she wanted to put her energy to. Mm-hmm. Um so you'd started this off, you know, and so that was at 53, so actually what Within six, seven, seven episodes, technically, then you will have done more podcasts.
1: Oh yeah, with her. Oh wow, than, yeah. Than
0: you did with her. So, and um, so what did that little that little transition point? What did that end up meaning for you? And how have you felt um, now, kind of running this um, uh, on your own?
1: Yeah, yeah. So when she decided to take a break, I uh I mean I really didn't know if I would carry on or if we would just, you know, say, well, okay, we're done. Um I know, you know, I, I totally understood where she was coming from. She, you know, has her her daughter now is four, but you know, she's working and trying to start things up, you know, community wise, she had, like you said, not a lot of bandwidth, but, um, so then I was kind of thinking, well, do I want to find, because it, it, it's a totally different dynamic, having like two co-hosts, having somebody that you know, like, okay, she's going to hear things, and pick up on things, and pull the thread in a way that I'm not going to necessarily do, and Ask questions that'll take things a different way that I might not think to do. So it was really nice to have somebody to lean on that way. Um, and so I was kind—I was really, to be honest, like I don't know if I can do it by myself. You know, um, I know I tried to convince you to be my co-host. <laughs> <laughs> So when she told me, like she, she, you know, decided to let it go and we still had a few guests lined up. So it was going to be like a, I still had time where I was figuring out, like, do I want to keep going? It wasn't like I had to make a huge bang decision, like right away. And you were kind of like, yeah, I don't know. I like doing it, but I don't know if I want to be a co-host. And then... Just one day I remember calling you, I think I had to leave you a voicemail maybe, or maybe I talked to you, but I was like, I'm just doing it. I'm just going to do it by myself. I'm just going to host it and see how that goes. And, um, and it was, it was just decided then. And, um, and it was pretty clear you weren't that interested in doing it, but I think it was at that point more a matter of like, do I want to keep going or do I just want to stop? Um, and so, yeah, I had to find my feet there for a while. And then you were my first, um, guest, which was a really nice transition because I was so familiar to, I, th- I don't remember how many you'd been on at that point, maybe we'd done five or something, uh, the three of us, but I was really comfortable with you. So it was like a nice baby step, um, and it felt good, and there are definite advantages to doing it um, on my own, especially because she and I had a six-hour time difference. So then, when we're interviewing people as well, because that was one of the evolutions too, we ne- we didn't really start out interviewing guests. It was really more of a conversation between the two of us. Um, and so with considering like the six-hour time difference, then when we were interviewing somebody that's three schedules and they might have a time difference. So when you were in Sedona, for example, sometimes that was a three hour difference for me and a nine hour difference for her. So, um, logistically it really eased things. So that was kind of a relief, um, that I realized as, as time went on.
0: Um, well, I think that's a good point. And um, when we are looking at those numbers earlier from 26 episodes mm-hmm. to 62 episodes, um, it's good chance that it actually took that step in order to hit this growth.
1: Right, yeah. Yeah, because she and I would have to, you know, she would put Iris to bed, her little daughter to bed, and she'd be up after working all day and mothering, you know, it'd be nine, nine thirty 30 at night and she'd be, you know, recording right before bed. And so it's not, and, and that was when we could squeeze it in. So, cause it's also taking into account my schedule too. So yeah, it, uh, you're right. I, we, we couldn't have had that kind of a growth with that with the logistical just, issues. Yeah, yeah. It's
0: just practical limitations.
1: Right. Yeah.
0: Okay. I, uh, Think I got maybe uh just one or two questions here um left. Um um so in the the, the you know with the it's grown in, in um uh, um the number of, of podcasts, you know, so mm-hmm. as we've talked about and and I think there's been a, a, a corresponding um growth and uptick in the overall amount of um, uh listeners yeah. uh, around mm-hmm. the world. Um, as I understand it, if I get this right, was it, the, the this meditation conversations like the 10th highest rated <laughs> spirituality <laughs> podcast in Nepal. <laughs>
1: it's, <laughs> something? <laughs> it's something like that. Yeah. I don't okay. even, I don't remember real, the number. It we're was, real
0: big in Nepal. <laughs> in every Nepal. And, yeah. and
1: somewhere else, like. Namibia or something. Namibia I, yeah. or
0: something. Okay. Yeah. All right. It's this is a this is a fun thing about of course yeah. about the internet and this digital age we live in and and <laughs> who knows yes how this kind of thing works. But, I know.
1: But what an honor, Nepal, Nepal. I mean, that's a really spiritual place. So I was really flattered when I, yeah. when I when I saw that. Uh, yeah, that very was
0: awesome. Exciting stuff. Yeah. Um. And uh, so we have uh, you have this growing podcast, okay? And uh, and in some regards, you know, you, you would I say you've got you know, hmm, I got quite a, an ideal life. Let's see here, you've got <laughs> you got a hubby, you got uh, two kids now, they're a boy and a girl, okay? And then you have a cat and a dog, all right? <laughs> Got a nice neighborhood here. You've got an SUV. You might probably even got a soccer ball, maybe even in there <laughs> or something. <laughs> okay, so, <laughs> you know, um, you have um, um, a lot of, and, and uh, you actually have, um, uh, uh, your uh, lifestyle uh, enables you to have uh, time to actually do and pursue yeah. uh, your meditation, both as practice and then also as a, um, as a, a coach um mm-hmm. and um and then also doing these these uh these podcasts uh together so uh you have all of this and it seems to be all go- heading in a in a wonderful direction so uh what would what would kara like to see manifest next what what um what excites you about what is yet to come.
1: Mm. Well, thank you for shining that light in in such a beautiful way. That's uh, sometimes it's, it. Sometimes it takes somebody <laughs> pointing things out because you know it's um, not all as seamless as you've made it sound. But but I appreciate that. Thank you. Um, so what? Do I want to manifest what do i what do I look forward to coming so yeah. well, you and I are working on some collaborative things that are expanding our work together, and I'm really excited about the potential for that um, and I know that we're still in the planning phases, so we're not really. Ready to go into detail about that? I mean, one thing that is already out there for people to look into is the retreat. We'll be having a, a retreat that we're co-hosting in Indiana um, in the fall. That will be around the fall equinox. Um, so I'm I'm really looking forward to that. I hosted a retreat last year. You you dialed into that one from Washington. Um, so we did get a little span of time where you got to participate, but um, that's going to be amazing. And I'm really excited to just kind of get together with people for an extended amount of time and kind of satur- getting saturated in that vibration and the opportunities that that will have. I'm excited about that. Um, and then you and I are working on a collaborative effort to have more interaction with our listeners, with, with people, you know, who are interested in taking things, you know, really taking what I have benefited from with our relationship, you know, you've been huge in this explosion that I talked about that, you know, I've had a huge expansion in the last year and a half or so where, um, My meditations are so much deeper. My, um, the way that I understand things, um, and the, the, the experience, I mean, just, just my, my experiences have been so rich. And so it's taking that and trying to, um, allow more people to have access to a similar kind of immer- immersion. And um, so I'm very excited about the potential for that and um, and that collaboration and kind of working more closely with people. Um, and then you bring in things that are not my, my uh, strength at all from like an engineering standpoint. And... Um, so just having exposure from that aspect too, um, is really exciting. And, um, so yeah, I, I think there's, there's big potential for service with that too, because one of the things that happens, um, as you go deeper in your meditation and you go deeper in your spiritual growth service becomes so important I mean it really is locked in step with spiritual development you know and whether that is serving um, in a more spiritual capacity or if it's you know service in a more energetic kind of behind the scenes way a lot there are a lot of people serving in that way too um but the the potential to continue to serve in a unique way in a creative way um and in a collaborative way is really exciting for me
0: thank you i guess the uh, the last little thing is um on this special 100th episode of the meditation conversation um is there any words that you would just like to direct um, to um, your listeners out there? Is there anything you'd like to say?
1: Ooh. This seat is hot. So <laughs> <laughs> just me? It hasn't already been <laughs> said. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, I think um, that. One of the th- one of the things that just comes comes to mind is just what an exciting time this is, and there there does seem to be a big awakening happening on this earth, in this earth, the earth itself seems to be awakening to a, a higher level, a higher frequency, and uh, and this is a, a really historic and special time. I mean, from like a thousands of year cycle, not just, you know, not just in our lifetime, but lifetimes and lifetimes and lifetimes of, um, and it's, it's, it's just, a, I, I just offer that as a, kind of to the extent that you were, saying, you know, lining up my life in such a nice way, a nice illustrative way. I feel like I'd like to do that for the listener too, to say, you know, step back and just appreciate that you're here and you are, um, you are here to be a part of this. And if you're listening to this, this podcast, you, you know, you have a role in this awakening too. Whether that's um, really working on yourself and awakening yourself, or if it's a bit, you know, it, it, maybe it's broader than that. Um, but you're in it and you're here for a reason. And just kind of take some time to let that sink in and appreciate that and honor it and honor yourself for the role that you're playing and just keep. Going, keep, um, keep, keep going, keep enjoying, and uh, and keep lifting.
0: <laughs> thank you, Kara.
1: Thank you for yeah. having me, Michael.
0: Oh, thank you for being <laughs> here, and uh, thank you all for listening, and thank you for being a part of this meditation conversation and. Um, over these 100 episodes. And we look forward to uh, what is yet to come in the days, weeks, months ahead. And thank you again for listening to the Meditation Conversation.